How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19 Year Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Today's episode is an Ask Me Anything episode, a rapid fire reflection. So, this is different than any of the formats of the previous episodes. There's not really one specific topic. We're going to dive into a bunch of different questions that people reached out to me about, and I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. Again, I'm not an expert, and there might be certain ones that I might not have as good of an answer. For you, but definitely it's always good to get another person's perspective. I even see that for myself when you know I'm in a rut or I need help with something, asking for someone else's advice is really key for me. So let's start off and、uh, let's look at the first question and see what we got here. So, first question is okay, this is a good one. I'm having trouble with getting out of control with alcohol when I go out. What should I do? By the way, I'm going to leave this anonymous. just In case anyone's sensitive to this stuff, and I don't want to you know, leak anything about certain people. So, I'm having trouble with getting out of control with alcohol when I go out, and what should I do? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to assume this might not be, but I think this is a big issue with college age kids. And I also struggle this, with this at times is when you go out with your friends, you see everybody's drinking, and you're like, oh, like, I should be drinking too. Or, I need this to have a good time because everyone else around me is doing it. And you almost feel like you're naked around people. You feel like everyone's attention is on you because you're the only sober dude at the party. And then you start drinking, and then you have another one, you start loosening up, and then you're like feeling invincible. And you're like, I'll have another one, I'll have another one. And you just keep going. And then the next morning, you wake up with a wicked hangover, and there you are. Your next day is ruined. And you get into that cycle where you wake up and you're like, I'm never. Drinking again. And then what happens? The next weekend, you forget about those times and then you drink again, and it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. And I think the biggest help for me in these situations, and this doesn't happen much at all, but understanding how much your environment plays a factor in the decisions you make. Meaning, the mistake you're making is not you drinking a lot in these settings. The mistake is putting yourself in these settings in the first place. Because we are victims of our environment. So, you know, the food we eat, when there's a lot of crappy food around us, naturally, we're gonna eat what's closest to us. So, the mistake isn't being made when you eat the crappy food. The mistake is being made when you buy that crappy food and put it in your kitchen. And the same is happening here. Is the mistake isn't being made when you're drinking that alcohol. The mistake is being made when you decide, okay, I'm gonna go out, you know, six nights a week and hang out with my friends. And that's not to say don't go out and drink or don't go out and see your friends and have a good time, but everything in moderation. Okay, I'm going out six nights a week. I feel like my week's out of control. How can I make this better? Maybe go out once or twice a week. And I think you'll feel less of an urge because social factor plays a huge part in. Alcohol use. A lot of times you feel more pressure to do it, not necessarily directly people saying you have to drink, you have to drink. I think that's a misconception, but more so the idea of your own observations and feeling uncomfortable with the fact that you're not doing it. So being able to say to yourself, okay, my mistakes are not being made in here. That's understandable. That's a human flaw is that you know, you're, you're victims of your environment. But being able to say to yourself, okay, I'm not gonna get close to that environment, so I don't even have the urge to do it, is really, really important. So I think that could maybe help out、um, to help in these certain situations. Now, 
Let's see what the next question is. Okay, this is another good one. So I just have a really tough time getting out of the rut. I really haven't had many successes with doing this and I just really don't know how to do it well. What do you recommend? Yeah, so totally. I would say when you're in a rut, and I've said this on the show before, being able to say to yourself, okay, I'm not going to focus on the problems that I have right now. I'm going to remove myself from the problems that I have and start reaching out to people that I think might be going through something tougher than me and only ask them about what's going on in their life. Because when you get so consumed in what other people are going through or the problems in trying to help other people, the problems that you start experiencing start to go in the rearview mirror and you don't feel as stressed out. The most stressed out we usually feel is when we're so self-consumed in our own problems that we fail to even recognize that other people are going through the same thing or going through a similar thing because everyone's going through different things. So I think being able to, you know, call up your uncle. That's what I do sometimes. You call up your aunt, call up a family member, call up a brother or sister and just ask how their day is going. See how they're doing, check in on them, reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while and be able to, you know, share that connection. And another way of doing this is you're starting to build connections through this. You're finding methods to continue relationships with people through your struggles. And that's another important thing. So I think that that is something that you can explore. All right, let's see what's next. Okay. All right, back to <laughs> alcohol use. So I experience a lot of anxiety. Um, do you have any recommendations, Will, on how to deal with that? Yeah, so I would say this is something that certain people are like, what is anxiety? I've never gotten really drunk in my life or really blacked out or anything like that. Or maybe you just have a couple drinks and it's a little foggy and you're an overthinker and you struggle with that. So I think for anyone that experiences anxiety, think about how many times you were worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing when you were drunk and it totally ended with everything being okay. I want you to keep thinking about that in your mind. And I struggle with this all the time. And again, I don't really drink a ton, but I'm an overthinker, I'm a people pleaser. And sometimes when I might do something when I feel a little insecure about something I might've said, this helps a lot is knowing, okay, I've gone through this. I've experienced this feeling before and recognizing that I was fine then and chances are I'm going to be fine now. So being able to do that is really important. And if you see people that you walk by at school the next day and you get this weird eye contact or they make a dirty look, don't always assume that they're mad at you because that's our mind playing a trick on you. That's our mind saying to us, there must be something wrong. There must be something wrong. And that's where we go into fight or flight or worst case scenario. So just be patient and recognize that your mind is playing games with you when you're doing this. It's trying to make you think worst case scenario. So being okay with understanding that I've been in this situation before and I was okay then. And most likely I'm okay now. And I think that's really important. All right. My husband keeps discouraging me to keep doing self-help. Okay. So I don't have a husband and I don't have a wife. So you might look at me and think, okay, you can't really answer this, but I'm going to put it in the perspective of just two people. doesn't matter. So 
in your situation, your husband is discouraging you from all this self-help. He's making fun of you for you know going on a, a Tony Robbins trip or doing this self-growth exercise or whatever, stuff like that. Let's just say it's just a friend and they're discouraging you from doing it. They're like, why are you doing this? It's not going to do anything. A lot of times in these situations is people are afraid of losing you. They're so stubborn in the fact that they don't want to grow or they don't know how to or they don't want to change and they're so afraid that you're going to change and outgrow them that they try and hold you back and they start making fun of you to make sure that you stay on their level so that you won't lose that connection and they're doing it out of love but they're doing it in a very destructive way so them making fun of you or them clowning on you liking self-development and trying to better yourself is really just a cry for help because they don't know how to do that. And I'm not saying this is definite, but a lot of times when we see close ones trying to hold you back and trying to make you not do something that's going to better yourself, it's because they're afraid of losing that connection with you. And I think that's kind of what's happening in this situation. So I hope that can kind of help. Okay, next one. Feeling like my kids don't appreciate that me and dealing with sacrificing my career over my like family life. Yeah, definitely. So again, uh, you might look at me and might think you cannot answer this question, but I have parents and I've dealt with parents that have experience these similar emotions and I think that it can definitely help to have my perspective. So being a college kid now, I look back on some of the times when I was, you know, a lot smaller and I didn't appreciate my parents at all. And I wouldn't say that was the case, but I just didn't show it. And looking back on all the great things my parents did for me, I can now really realize that I do appreciate them and I wouldn't be where I am without them. And I think for you, understanding that maybe your kids aren't showing those emotions right now, they're not showing that total gratitude or they're not showing the reciprocation that you really want out of all the things that you do for them. But recognizing that after time passes, they will recognize it and it will come to them. And they'll be able to appreciate and recognize that you did a lot for them throughout their childhood. Because I feel like that's where all my siblings are at is that they've reached that appreciation. And we all kind of could have been more appreciative in the moment. And I think don't get discouraged by the fact that your kids might not be showing you those emotions because, you know, teenage years are difficult. But I think that as time progresses, again, you'll see that we really do recognize how much you all do for us and in regards to feeling like you're not prioritizing your career and you want to make something of your life you want to do something special other than just being a parent i think i've talked about the idea of the free day where you do nothing work related you just focus on doing things that you enjoy and this goes along with this and i think you can coin it and name it a me day meaning I just do stuff for me. I spend so much of my time caring for my kids. I spend so much of my time looking out for you. And I spend so much of my time looking out for you and you and you. And being able to choose a day a week 
where you're just focusing on you. And then you start giving yourself proof. Wow, I am caring for myself. And I'm also caring for the people that I really, really enjoy being around. So giving yourself that external proof that you're taking a day out of your week to do things that are focused on your career, something that you really love and passionate about, and you're not sacrificing it for anything is really important. And again, I'm not a parent, so I haven't had that struggle yet. So I don't want to say I know everything in that sense, but I think that's a really good way of deciding is you can find that one day. You can find maybe a couple hours in a day and a couple hours in another day that can add up to a full day worth of work to do that if you can't do it all in one day. Now, next question. Okay, well, that's just, (laughs) this one's not very appropriate, so we're not going to do this one. It's probably one of my friends being a dumbass. So we're going to move on to the next question. Okay, this one, I'm going to answer this one because this is a little goofy, but hey, we'll answer it. So this has got to be one of my high school friends, but they asked me, what is your favorite Anchorman quote? The movie. That's a tough one. Let me let me think about that. Give me a sec. Let me let me ponder it. Let me think of one. Okay, I, I got it. So my favorite, all-time favorite Anchorman quote. Here we go. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. So I think that's honestly the funniest of all time because it's like the cockiest thing you could possibly say when meeting someone. And Will Ferrell is, when you think of Will Ferrell in certain movies like Elf and whatnot, it's just funny to think about him in a different role like this. So that's going to be my answer to that question. Now, moving on to hopefully a more serious question, but it's always fun to answer those types of questions. Let's see what we got. All right. Good question. So I've been friends with the same group of friends for my life, but I realized that I just hate spending time with them. They're just so negative and judgmental, but because we have had this friendship for so long, I feel locked in. What do I do? I think this is a really good question because there is that feeling of, I need to stay committed to these people. They've been loyal to me, I'll be loyal to them. But have they been loyal to you if they're constantly negative and constantly judging you? I don't know. So I think it always comes back down to that. You are who you surround yourself with. You are a victim of your environment. At least a lot of times we are where we feel like, you know, the food we eat is dictated by the food that's surrounded by us or, you know, the people that we become is influenced by the people that are around us. And I'm a firm believer in the idea that you are the five people that you surround yourself with the most often. And if you're surrounding yourself with bad people, that's going to have a negative influence on your life. So what you have to ask yourself is, which one is more important for you? Which one do you prioritize more? Being able to get to a place where you are happier, healthier, and just in a better mindset, or staying loyal to a group of friends who them and themselves aren't being loyal to you because they're being judgmental to you and they're trying to hold you back. So being able to ask yourself those questions, remember asking yourself powerful questions, you'll get powerful answers. So being able to do that is really important. So I hope that helps a little bit. It's not an easy thing to do though, because you know, you've been friends with them your whole life. You've gone through a lot with them 
and being able to leave and being the one to leave, you might deal with a lot of backlash and that's scary. And that's a scary step, but I'd love to talk about it more with you if you want to reach out to me. But I hope that helps a little bit. And I think we have one more. So here it goes. I always lack so much direction in my day and I get really easily distracted. Any quick tips to help me out? Yeah. So I would say when you wake up in the morning, I know it's sometimes tough when you have work early or something like that. Try and go off your phone. I've said this before in this podcast episode. Try and go off your phone for at least the first half hour of the day. Clears your mind and it sends a signal to yourself that this is my time. I'm not going to let other people dictate my day starting. I'm choosing when my day starts and the ball is basically in your court. No one else is dictating your day. You are taking control of your day right out of the bat. So being able to do that and say to yourself that I'm going to take this control can really set your mind in the right direction. And then from there, once you have that clarity of mind, being able to journal a little bit, say, what are three things I want to accomplish every day or today? And what's my vision for today? And being able to set that direction is really important. Sometimes I do that at night for the next day because it's already subconsciously put into my brain that I'm kind of already ahead for the next day by doing that the night before. So sometimes I do that and it can be really helpful, but do whatever works for you. Being able to do that is important. I feel like learning is huge for making yourself feel productive and feel focused for today. Whenever I learn a lot more, I feel more productive. I feel more focused and I feel more direction in my day. I feel like I'm on a path somewhere instead of staying on like a flat line and stagnant. So being able to do that can really help you out. So I hope that helps a little bit. Um, And also the cold shower technique. I've brought this up maybe four or five times in this podcast. But jumping into a cold shower right away in the morning without any hesitation, that's the biggest point. Not just jumping in the cold water, but once that shower turns on, you go in. Because it sends your mind that whenever tough things come your way, you go, no matter what. So being able to say to yourself and program your brain to just jump in when it's cold. Because no one wants to jump in the water at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., right when you're waking up. No one does, but it feels really good after and you're learning the idea of delayed gratification, but you're able to say to yourself that, oh, wow, my mind says go and my body follows immediately. So being able to do that is really important. So it looks like that's all the questions I have today. So let me know how you guys liked this, if this helped out a lot. I liked having all these diverse different topics and that could go in different directions, And if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I'm most definitely probably going to do another one of these, looking to maybe do this once a month. I think it could be really helpful. But I just thank you so much for sending in those questions and fueling this episode. You played as big of a part in this as I did. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you want to reach me, my Instagram page is 19-year-old shrink podcast, although I'm not 19 anymore. And my personal page is WJG23. But thank you so much, everybody. And have a great rest of your day. Take care.